Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Keith. We are your crew today for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. A lot of stuff to cover today. Uh, Cam Dennis is going to join us here in a little bit as well. Uh, he's been flying around with a bunch of uh, aviation media uh, moguls. I don't know how else to describe them, but uh, they're all over the web. He's going to tell us all about it in just a bit and give us... Uh, well, hopefully some plans to fly down to the Caribbean. You know, Florida lobster season is uh, opening up down where we are based in Orlando, and I know he wants to fly his uh, Mooney 201 down here and do some lobstering. So we're going to talk about that and going to the Bahamas. If you haven't already heard about the big news in the Bahamas, they, uh, well, they opened and then they shut them down again to commercial air travel. And, uh, you know, commercial carrying like boats and ferries and things like that. But you can still fly your private aircraft over to the Bahamas uh, without much trouble. You know, they're still allowing people to take charter flights and private planes and boats and things over there, the Bahamas. But you have to have a COVID test uh, completed within 10 days of travel. So uh, there's still that, you know, that that hoop you have to jump through or fly through if you have your aircraft to do so. Uh, but, um, but you know, they're, they're still, you know, welcoming, uh, you know, pilots, uh, are you encountering some of that stuff for, for your students and patrons there at flight training professionals, Keith, or what, what do you think? Well, only one, uh, have one that, that really wants to go, but, uh, he just doesn't want to have to deal with all the, you know, go get tested and everything else. Right. Uh, Cause you know, at least here in Orlando, you know, a lot of times it's taking three, four hours to sit in line to get a test, even though you got to. Uh, an appointment yeah it is and, uh aggravating um you know y- there are places where you can find that rapid test but you really gotta you know search long and hard to find them and uh, and if you don't get that if you just do one of those drive up pop-up places you can be like one of the tests that i had and it's been over two weeks and i haven't got the results back on this one yet so go figure now in the meantime i had one of the other tests done and i got the results back and i'm clear i'm good to go but uh, if if you were counting on one of those pop up tests they're doing around uh, Florida, the entire state, or anywhere you are in the country, I mean they are backlogged with getting results. Uh, so if you want to get to the bombers, you got to find a place that does one of these rapid fifteen minute tests. And like you said, you may still have to wait, you know, several hours if you don't have an appointment. Are you saying even with an appointment, someone had to wait that you know knew of that uh, uh, for like three hours to get their test done? Oh yeah, I've I've known a number of people that have done that, and some of them have not even stayed in line. After a couple of hours, they end up getting out of line, and they end up getting a positive test result anyway. Yeah, so <laughs> it's not good. But you know the you know I've had friends that have uh, went through those pop up things, and they had to you know wait to you know uh, get their blood taken or do the nasal swab thing, and they waited uh, four four and a half hours. I said by the time you got up to the front of the line where they took the sample did you offer them a stool sample as well i mean geez that's a long time to wait in your car 
<laughs> okay, that's in. We'll leave that one lie. Yeah, we'll uh, anyway, that one there. yes. Okay, so they're asking. A few people at the uh, flight school are asking, but not a lot of takers. And so wow. I guess yeah, you, you know, you got to be pretty, uh, you know, uh, excited about getting over to the Bahamas right now. But the good news so is the only people that really want to go are people that have homes over there or boats over there or something yeah. like that that they want to get to. Well, it's a beautiful place to go. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to go over there in a heartbeat, and, and maybe we'll pull that off. I mean, I know Dennis wants to fly down to Minnesota uh, or from Minnesota down to Florida and then bounce over to the Bahamas. And uh, he's got a new paint job, new numbers on his plane, the whole thing. He's ready to go. So we'll just have to wait and see how it goes with uh, with Dennis. And like I said, he's going to join us in just a bit. He's getting prepared. He's been flying his aircraft. You know, and that is a way to be socially distanced. It's just you and your co-pilot, if that, and uh, might as well be up in the sky, up in the air, uh, making the best of it uh, during this uh, whole lockdown craziness with this COVID-19, you know, nightmare that we all find ourselves in. Uh, You know, you know, if you don't have your own aircraft, you do got to fly commercial. And there are some new restrictions. United just announced this week that. Uh, not only do you got to wear a mask on the airplane, but you're, they're requiring masks in the waiting area now, too. So, you know, these uh, new rules and things, we're just going to have to adjust or get used to it, I guess, whether you like it or not. Is that right, Keith, you think? Well, it's definitely whether you like it or not, and I don't like it, but, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm just one of those people. Well, you know, once again, use it as motivation to get your own airplane. <laughs> you know, you don't want to wear a Agreed. mask. You don't want to do this, don't want to do that. Just go private, and then you can set your own rules, you know, when you're away from everybody else. So, uh, you know. And that's working well for us right now. It is. How so? I don't want to to deal with this anymore. I want to do my own. So I want to learn to fly, and I want to buy an airplane. So there you go. It's still working well for us. FTPros.com. Go there online. Sign up for your class. You'll be good to go. And, uh, yeah, I got to do that at some point. Uh, but, uh, that's a whole nother show, another time, <laughs> uh, you know, but if you are stuck flying commercial, uh, we may have some more options finally coming back when it comes to the seven thirty seven max, we alluded to this a couple of weeks ago, but what's the latest Keith, what do we know about that airplane? Well, we know that they finished their test flights, but now they're going to, uh, uh, kind of go through and and do what's called an NPRM notice of proposed rulemaking. Okay. Uh, they're going to have a uh, joint operations evaluation board that uh, basically they're going to go through and say with all the operators of this say what do we need to do to for training requirements for these pilots to be able to fly this airplane. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to take a little while uh, to get it through. Uh, they're going to have a little while for the NPRM and then they'll kind of look over all the inputs that everybody has and then they'll come up with, you know, what these operators have to do. And of course the operators have to design their training program to get that approved by the FAA. So it's going to be a little while before the airplane gets back airborne again. Yeah. Okay. So they've just gotten over the hardware issues as far as the FAA is concerned now. Is that what you're saying? Right. And, And now, which was one of the big complaints we heard from the pilots that were flying these things, they were complaining that a lot of the pilots, especially overseas and stuff, were not being trained properly to deal with the issues that this uh, aircraft was encountering 
when they what was switched on autopilot or something what was the deal again exactly well it, it has uh not all the carriers bought all the equipment that's available you know when you buy an airplane you can get options on the airplane yeah and a lot of the foreign carriers didn't buy the option uh for this system to take over itself and, and deal with it yeah and uh so they weren't properly trained got it so and they weren't most trained. Of the u.s pilots were trained right and, and but when the the pilots overseas were encountering uh these anomalies or whatever they didn't know how to properly respond or re- they responded inappropriately at which caused some oh, yeah, incidents the, right the or one incidents. set of guys they you know they turned the autopilot off and then they turned they reset the system right back again mm-hmm. uh, when it was malfunctioning and you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And we heard a lot of the American pilots basically saying, hey, we know what to do there. They evidently weren't trained properly or didn't have the right protocol set up with their, uh, uh, you know, instruction that they had went through. And obviously this is a big problem. And uh, you could look at it blaming the pilot, which initially Boeing started doing that. But then they, they pushed back and said, well, wait a minute. You didn't require them to be t- taught properly. Something, you know, it got mixed up in all the media reporting and stuff. But that's kind of what was going on, you think? Yeah. yeah. And so now they're going to end up with uh, basically it's going to be an AD that comes out in this airplane, an airworthiness directive. Yeah. That's going to go for all the operators of this aircraft. And it's going to be about training and operating that, that system. Right. So you're going to have to know this, this, and this before you can fly it. So right. they, they got to get the program in place before they're going to sign off on this thing, getting back up in the air. But the planes are ready to go, right? Yes. They are back in production. Yeah. And they're, they're ready to go. But the, all these training programs have to be approved before the FA will sign off on it and let them start flying it again. Any guess on how long you think that'll take? No, no. My guess is could be nine months to another year. Will we know uh, by just knowing like the the air, airline deals that we catch online that are like, you know, 49 bucks each way? <laughs> hey, that must be one of the new uh, rebooted airplanes that they're they're going to fly. <laughs> and they'll discount it. You know what? Hey, a sale's a sale, right? <laughs> There you go. Yeah, yeah, maybe. No, I don't think you. I don't think you'll find out. That yeah, way. you won't find out till after you land. Surely, that's, uh, right. that's how they roll. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Flightstudentsradio.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hold on, he's flying the plane. It's on autopilot. I say these hands were takeoffs and landings. I mean, does a surgeon do the middle of an operation? Yes. You don't. Know. If I could only, I could only fly. I drift with them in this This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Keith. And we are now joined by Captain Dennis, who is now an official YouTuber. And uh, he joins us to talk all about this uh, event. It wasn't a virtual event. It had how many people showed up at the airport where you did this, Dennis? I think we had over 200 uh, people in attendance and it, uh, probably close to 100 airplanes wow. throughout the weekend. But you maintained your social distance. You wore your mask. And, uh, evidently as appropriate and well, and you showed up on YouTube because it was basically 200 YouTubers that love, uh, aviation and like to put stuff up on YouTube or something. Is that what it is? Um, it was about 30 YouTube channels that were invited out. Um, and also the public was invited. So the people that were in the area in the know, um, you know, came, you know, were able to come out to the event and participate and see and, and meet and hobnob with these folks. Mm-hmm. So, and we were it, able to, uh, weasel in. Uh, even though, you know, it's just plain radio, but we had to send a representative like Dennis to prove that indeed we all here as part of the just plain radio crew have a face for radio and, and not necessarily YouTube. So, uh, you did okay with that. They, they accepted you regardless, right? They did. I mean, we're part of the, is that why you sent Dennis? Of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we sent me, I mean, they'd be like, why are you doing TV? Nothing, nothing, nothing at all, Keith, really? Okay, whatever. Yeah, Uh, no, nothing. (laughs) Well, regardless, um, you know, they're aviators. They love all people. I mean, it's just a great group, a great community. And that's kind of, you know, well, that's what you experienced there at the airport, right? Yeah, lots of the typical aviation camaraderie. I mean, mm-hmm. I think everybody's all, you know, kind of down with, you know, not having Sun and Fun and Oshkosh this year. And this was 
probably the largest fly-in event in North America this year. If, <laughs> okay. if you think about it. <laughs> probably was. Yeah, unfortunately. I don't but, know. I where, mean, they, they weren't necessarily touting that, were they? Or you just no, it was not like the point of the event. The point of the event was to recognize some of the incredible talent and work that's been done by uh, these YouTube personalities over the years. Okay. You know, and it, it was a great chance for them to get together and interact because a lot of them have never met each other other than, you know, on the suggestions list for, you know, which video to watch next on YouTube. Yeah. So it was quite interesting to meet these folks in person and, you know, their personalities carry across in, in person as well as they do on the, on the shows. Right. Um, I had the pleasure to meet, uh, meet Brian from just plain silly mm-hmm. and yep. He's just as silly in person as he is in his videos. Did did you tell him that, uh, hey, look, the radio ad's 10 pounds, so don't hold that against me kind of thing? Yeah, we we had that discussion. <laughs> oh, I said, okay. you know, good, use the wide-angle lens, please. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, but he, he's obviously a, a very uh, colorful character, and he I is. really enjoyed having him on Just Plain Radio a few weeks ago. So you caught up with him, and he acknowledged your presence despite that? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, we uh, we got to spend a little bit of time together as but you know these guys were extremely busy. I mean, Brian uh was able to talk to me in between other flights and he had to go head out for uh a uh, lunch with pilots uh, or something like that that he was doing, you know, pilots in in uh planes having having lunch at an airport, some sort of a spin on the, you know, uh what is it? Uh, comedians in cars having coffee, they're doing some sort of a YouTube series like that that'll mm. be coming out eventually and so there's just so many different things going on. We had, you know, constant flybys. We had a 17-year-old pilot with about 1,100 hours that was giving rides in a, a biplane. You had a Lockheed uh, wow. uh, Electra that was, or not Electra, the uh, the two-engine Amelia Earhart-style airplane that was constantly hauling YouTubers and, and people around for free, mm-hmm. giving them rides and doing low passes across the airport. Uh, it was just really a, a busy, active, uh, fun weekend. Well, how did they recognize, uh, I don't know, what, did they rate like the best YouTubers? Was it a competition too, or what did they do? Yeah, at the end of the night on Saturday night, they did have an actual awards presentation. And what they did was it was largely data-driven. They took a look at uh, those top 30 aviation-related channels on YouTube and broke it down into a bunch of different categories. Um, who had the most number of likes uh, or the most liked video? They would compare, you know, um, I guess the winner was something like 403 likes to every one dislike on a particular video that they uploaded. Um, they were looking at, you know, total number of subscribers, total number of videos uploaded, the average uh, quality of the video as scored by YouTube's algorithm and things like that. And so um, awards were given for first and second place in each of those categories. Uh, Mike Patey uh, of, of Draco fame, if you, you remember oh, him. Oh, yeah. The, Mike, the Mike took flyer. home about half the hardware, and uh, we are going to get him on a future episode of Just Plain Radio to talk about that uh, particular, but also talk about some of the projects he has, You know, talk about the possible resurrection of Draco, uh, the airplane scrappy that he's building and just some of the things that he's doing with his company, uh, best tugs, I think would be, you know, great opportunity to get him on. Uh, I had the pleasure to meet him in person for the first time at the show. Did he have a, like a canned response to everybody who walked up to him and said, Hey man, where's Draco? I didn't be bothered to ask. That's kind of still a sore subject, you know, although some people were poking fun and, you know, if you, if you mentioned it, it's like, Oh, are you going to teach him how to do crosswind takeoffs? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But they so, weren't doing anything like that, any kind of skill test. They were just doing some free rides and some uh, cool 
cool aircraft. Like, yeah, there wasn't really a a formal stole competition, you know, Mm -hmm. like stroll drag races or anything like that. But uh, a number of people, including Dan Greyer, um, who we had on the show previously, um, he was out flying a Piper J3 Cub and was trying to see how slow he could get it. And at one point was even trying to fly it backwards because we had 20 to 25 knot winds the whole weekend. Okay. So, but I would imagine there's a ton of video footage on YouTube already for this. So what, what would they search? On YouTube, if they want to get an idea of what this event looked like last week. Search for Stearman Field mm-hmm. or the Aviation Content Creator Awards. Okay. Um, uh, the feed is slow to trickle out because all of the content creators were on site. Yeah. And so they were all there covering it and, you know, had to get back home and, you know, obviously edit the videos and get it uploaded. But expect to see a lot more content over the next few weeks from those, uh, those folks. Well, I'm sure. And it probably, there was a lot of live streaming going on, I'm guessing too. Just no, actually how. not as much as you, you would think because no? most of the guys were too busy recording segments or going on various aircraft rides. They were asking anybody that comes in, if you want to volunteer your airplane, to take up a YouTuber, um, you know, here's a sign-up board. And so the, the airplanes were constantly going. People were recording new content and new footage. So, Well, did you uh, have any takers uh, on the new Mooney 201 just plain radio uh, freshly painted aircraft? Well, I didn't get a flight in, but I did get a chance to. Uh, Brian uh, uh, from Just Plain Silly did come over and uh, have a seat in the airplane and, and take a look. So we'll uh, we'll hope to see some uh, footage from him at some point in the future. Okay, all right. So you, you got a little close with Brian cuz there's not a lot of room in these Mooney 201s. Hey now. There's room for Austin and I. It's plenty comfortable. We flew Oh, I didn't three say it was comfortable. It's snug. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Only in the back seats. Okay. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm gonna fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're gonna fly high without fear, you're gonna have to learn to love the atmosphere, and you gotta learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co pilot, that is me, along with Captain Keith and Dennis, rounding out the crew. All right, so Dennis just got back from once again, the event was what would you call it? The Aviation Content Creator Awards down in uh, Lloyd Stearman Field in Wichita, Kansas. Okay. And we kind of covered what happened. You will you can search it on Google and YouTube and maybe catch some, uh, you know, video footage if you want to dive a little deeper into that event. What sounded like a pretty cool thing that Dennis participated in. But that really wasn't the highlight of your adventure. Because oh, I think it up- was the highlight. We had some other colorful moments during the okay, trip. Okay. All right. Maybe. Uh, but you know, maybe there's, uh, some things that people can actually learn from what happened to you. Was this on the way to the event or way home? No, it was on the way to the event. Okay. Um, what we, happened? We the trip quite well. I mean, we decided that, uh, on the way down, we wouldn't go straight into Wichita. Instead, we'd stop at Kansas city downtown airport because well, Kansas city, we can get good barbecue there. Of course. Keith would agree with me that working barbecue into any trip is worthwhile. Correct. Priorities. Right. Absolutely. Keith? Yeah. Absolutely. All so right. I get the barbecue when you can. Yeah. Shout out to Casey Joe's that it is fantastic as always. So you picked up some barbecue and then you had an issue. 
Well, we actually had the issue on the way into to land about oh, okay. 15, 20 minutes out of the Kansas City airport. Uh, all of a sudden, we noticed a uh, low vacuum light on the airplane and the suction gauge was showing zero. Hmm. As as what usually happens with your vacuum pump, there is no notice. You can It doesn't matter if it's 200 hours or 1,000 hours on that pump. Uh, they just they seem to fail suddenly and with no warning, and it did. Okay. Fortunately, the weather was severe, clear, no clouds, sunny, blue sky, so it was just more of an annoyance. Uh, okay, well, wait, else. wait. Were you, you were just cruising at altitude on your way to Kansas City, and this yeah. uh, the light yeah. went off? Or did exactly. you feel something or nope. notice a sound? No or? indication, no notice at all. Just the light came on and the suction gauge read zero, and we started to watch the artificial horizon and the uh, directional gyro slowly start to uh, uh wallow around a little bit so we had to turn the autopilot off since the autopilot requires the gyros hmm. which means more work for captain dennis no that actually is- in this case it was austin he he was the one flying. oh okay or his co-pilot yes there you go all right we'll find out how this uh, progressed next on just plain radio just plain radio the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. My current boyfriend, uh, when we first started dating, I gave him helicopter lessons, flying lessons for his birthday. He never showed an interest in flying, but I just gave them to him in case, like, the world has gone to shit and we need to fly away. You can't in a day learn to fly a helicopter. Yeah, you can. And it's not even that much money. No, you cannot. I'm telling you, you cannot learn. Yes, you can. He's good at flying a helicopter after he a day. He never did it because he was scared. But, um, <laughs> but I'll get someone to do it. I just have to have someone that knows how to fly. I can fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with uh, Captain Keith and Dennis. So uh, Dennis was flying to Kansas City to get some barbecue on his way to that event for the YouTubers and realized that, uh, well, a warning light went off. So is it beeping like, bam, 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 that kind of thing? No, it doesn't beep. It just flashed. But it's, hey, the first time I've uh, been able to test it uh, in flight. We know it works now. Oh, well, you know it doesn't work. I mean, you know the warning light works. But the warning light works, yep. It, and it certainly gets your attention. I mean, I've flown other airplanes that don't have a low vacuum light, and so yeah. it's really up to the pilot to look at that suction gauge, and it doesn't really jump out at you. But a nice flashing red light on your dash uh, gets your attention. and As it should. As it should, exactly. And, and Keith, is that one of those warning lights that uh, all of a sudden your your butt cheeks would start puckering a little bit too at that point, or not necessarily? What do you think? Well, if you're in VFR conditions like uh, Dennis was, the answer would be no. Okay. Um, but if you're in in uh, some nice hard IFR, yeah, it could definitely uh, get the P factor up a little bit high. Okay, gotcha. So I've had that. I've had that happen once. You have. Okay. I told well, ATC. I, I told ATC that uh, I had a vacuum pump failure, and he said, "Okay, what does that mean?" <laughs> I said, "That means I lost some of my instrumentation." He goes, "And that means what to me?" I said, okay. The one on the ground now. <laughs> well, does it so, mean that? Or do you have electronics to fall back on, Dennis? 
Well, in in my case, I mean, you, you always have something to fall back on. I mean, a normal six pack, which is what my gauges are. Mm-hmm. You have your turn coordinator, which is electrically driven, which will still show you, you know, if your wings are up and down. And you can also use your altimeter and your vertical speed and your airspeed. And and that's something that you train for in IFR. You just don't want to have to do it. Right. But, but you're, but you're in have, VFR. So VFR it, was not a problem. Keep looking yeah. out the window. You'll keep the right side up. Fly the but, plane. Yeah. Exactly. But remember, we put in the Avidyne avionics a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and they convinced us to put in the Avidyne 550 um, as our primary radio. And the Avidyne 550 actually has an AHARS built into it. So it's actually able to show your wings level and roll just like having a glass cockpit, but built into your nav. Mm-hmm. So now we just hit the button, put up synthetic vision. Now all of a sudden I've got, you know, uh, altitude bars and everything going on for me my course line underneath. And so we had another source of attitude information available to us. Okay. So did you even have to notify tower or anyone? It didn't even or? bother because yeah. um, it, it really was no issue. We, we continued to fly in. And once we got on the ground, uh, we gassed the airplane up. I made a f- quick phone call down to Stearman field to see if they had any maintenance available there. And they said, well, what's the part number? We'll have one waiting for you when you get here. Wow. Well, there and they go. did. Honest to God, uh, they met us with a, a Jeep and a tow bar and pulled us into a hangar overnight. And on Saturday morning, a uh, mechanic came in and was able to swap it out and get the airplane back to us by lunch. That's service. Uh, now, were you planning to do an overnight there? Yes. No? You were? Yeah, okay. we, we so got then... in a hotel and a rental car and everything because we wanted to be there. The awards were on Saturday night, and I didn't want to just come down for the day and try to work all that in. I wanted to take advantage of, uh, you know, the be able to see the venue more and spend some time and, and explore instead of trying to just rush and be there for a, an eight o'clock at night presentation and try to fly home. Yeah. Well, how long did it take you once the uh, alarm went off in the cockpit that uh, you realized that uh, this wasn't that big of a problem? How long of a process till you switched over to your Avidyne system and said, it, okay. It was about five seconds. The really? light went off and then we looked at the suction gauge and went, oh, okay. And so then the next thing I did is, uh, well, let's turn the autopilot off since we're not going to need that. And I pulled the fuse out so that we didn't, or the, pulled the breaker so we wouldn't inadvertently turn, you know, try to turn the autopilot back on now that the, the gyro is starting to wallow around. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, the only thing you, you lost for that uh, next leg was autopilot. Right. How far out of uh, Kansas City were you at that point? Uh, probably about 20, 30 minutes out of Kansas City. Okay. So it was good uh, It was good flying for Austin. Oh, we were, you know, we were on our way down, you know, doing the descent down. And then, mm-hmm. you know, once I knew that we could get parts um, down in Kansas City, I didn't even bother to try, you know, with Atlantic or Signature right there to see if I could get somebody to fix it because we would have a lot more time the next morning you know, to bring it into a hangar and let somebody fix it in Wichita. Yeah. So it was no big deal. You, you neither you or uh, Austin, uh, you didn't even give yourself enough time to get uh, your butt cheeks puckered. It sounds like. No, because it, it really wasn't a concern. Like Keith said, if we had been in the clouds, mm-hmm. um, it would have been a very different story because all of a sudden we would have had to do something to cover up those gyros. So we didn't get disoriented uh, right. and then rely on the backup gauges but in this case, um, it was really nothing. It was just a, you know, look out the window and fly the plane. And we did put a couple of covers over the uh, instruments just to keep us from having to look at the, the wrong heading information and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, just use the Avidyne for our course guidance and uh, our pitch and was perfect. 
Okay. And then it's a really good idea if you're flying an old six pack airplane, it's a really great idea to carry those old round soap dishes, uh, the little suction cup soap things. Yeah. Uh, for when those things happen, especially when the vacuum pump goes out, especially if you're in our IFR conditions, uh, cover it up so you don't have a tendency to look at it Mm because you train yourself to look at it. And so you want to, you want to follow it, but that attitude indicator is kind of rolling off. Right. And you have to ignore what it's saying. So it's really a good idea to carry those suction cups or something, sticky notes or something. Post-it notes work real well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, don't look here. <laughs> Stop reading yep. this. Just just write in op <laughs> right on it and then you're covered. Okay. Or that. You could do one of several things. All right. I well, like the don't I like the don't look here because uh, <laughs> that'll get your attention and tell you to go look where you should be looking. If you're reading this. At, at your backup. Look away. If you're reading this, <laughs> you're in the wrong spot. Right. Okay. But it sounds like he handled it right then, uh, Keith, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. what else could have he done? Sounds like him and Austin had it under control pretty easily. Well, that's all you do. I mean, you don't want to panic in a situation like that because you just make it worse. Well, is that a so, uh, a failure that could cause pilots to, to panic? I mean, obviously anything could, but is that it's a, a major- failure that has caused um, fatalities over the years? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in instrument conditions, either they don't recognize it or they uh, misinterpret the gauges and lose control of the airplane. So it is a serious issue. Um, but for us, this was a trivial um, annoyance more than anything, just because of the weather conditions at the time. Got it. Okay. Well, that, but uh, it does make me want to replace, uh, the vacuum system and, and go with all electronics. So, uh, I, I've got to push and get, uh, get some, uh, updates from people like Bendix King and find out where they're at on their, uh, Aero Cruise autopilot, because that's really right now the, the limiting factor of me putting in something different. Yeah. Um, uh, because the existing autopilot I have, you'd have to buy so many different interfaces to adapt a new digital, uh, panel to work with the old autopilot. That it's just not cost effective. Understood. So. Is that what you would recommend too, Keith? You think he's on the right path? Has yep. a good good plan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why we've used the G one thousand for years because uh, we do have attitude, or I'm sorry, uh, vacuum pumps that fail. Uh, we've replaced about every seven or eight hundred hours, but it's only for the standby instruments. We don't have problems with the G one thousand. They just don't fail. Mm. Okay, because those are all electronic. You're saying right. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So, but those vacuum pumps, I mean, that's a pretty standard thing. They'll just go out like that with no warning, huh? Well, yeah, because all it is is a shaft that shears. Yeah. And that shaft, that shaft shears and it's done. That's all it is. So, hmm. um, yeah, it's kind of an uh, antiquated, uh, I think that's the right word. We'll go antiquated. Uh, <laughs> antiquated. Yeah, that's, that's it. I like the way you system, said it. But yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that, that's what it is. So you need but there's really nothing else they can do with it. Yeah. But uh, but the the replacement part, they took care of you in Wichita, no problem. They they got it switched out. I mean, did, it didn't cost you a fortune to do this on the road like um, that, Dennis? No. I, I got the bill for it the other day, and it was 500 bucks. which okay. Installed. You know, it, that's still, yeah, that's still yeah. a lot of money. But in the aviation world, that's a pretty cheap fix. Well, when you're on the road, especially. I mean. It, yeah, especially. I mean, because I mean. you could have been, you know, it could have been 250 bucks an hour, you know, if you were at a, you know, a, a big class Bravo airport or something like that, where, you know, they really don't want your business. Yeah. Did, did you play the, hey, I'm a YouTuber 
uh, you know, card. So he did. And now yeah. they kind of already knew that. Uh, the, uh, the so reason that's that what people I'm were coming. Yeah. That's maybe why you got off so cheap. I can't stick it to this guy. I might end up on the internet. Well, if anything, uh, you know, I'm going to say, you know, nothing but positive things for Clemens Aviation and Stearman Field and uh, the Stearman Bar and Grill there. Well, see, that's what they, they get. took care of their customers. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Off with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What are you doing in first class? So, the pilot was from Pakistan. I said, hey, I know a guy from Pakistan. I work with him. And then he said, hey, why don't you come to the front and sit in the big chairs? But, 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 but that's me. I'm the guy from Pakistan. I told him that, and then he, and then he put me here. Okay, but I, the guy from Pakistan, right. I'm back in economy. Sir, you're going to need to take your seat. And Captain Bashir wanted you to have these samosas his mother made. Oh, no thank you. At the airport terminal, the planes are landing. And the sky's so high and the ground so low. And I think I'm dying, but I'm just being born. The airport terminal, the planes are landing. And through the terminal, we all shall go. This is Just Plane Radio. I am Greg, your co-pilot. And uh, the music we play, we apologize in advance, or at least we were supposed to. We may have forgot today. But uh, just what we do here, Just Plane Radio, uh, take it for what it is. 
uh, annoying, <laughs> but it's how we uh, amuse ourselves. That and flying our aircraft down to places where we can go catch Florida spiny lobster, which happens this week for me. Not Dennis. He's not ready to fly down from Minnesota this week, but there is a two-day sport mini season for recreational scuba divers, which Dennis and I both uh, belong to that group, and I'm going to take advantage of it. 48 hours of a lobster slayer's dream. Are you jealous, Dennis? I'm very jealous because I actually have all of next week off. And so that was not my barrier this time to come down. But uh, unfortunately, uh, you guys are getting way too much press for uh, uh, upticks in infection rates and things like that. So oh, that's just probably to keep the not a great away. time to come yeah. down. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Keith, yeah, what don't do you believe everything you read or hear? That's right. Keith, do you like lobster? Do you like eating it? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Would you I catch do. them if you could? Yeah. But you gotta, you have to learn how to swim first, you know. I do. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, I, I can't really uh, sponge off of Keith right now to have him fly me anywhere. I just got to go down to some secret spots down in Fort Lauderdale. So, and I got I got a bunch of gear I got to take, so it wouldn't be conducive to uh, have him fly me down there. But that could happen once regular season opens here in August. You're, are you with me on that, Keith? I'm with you. Okay. So, and, you know, you still owe me learning how to swim, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, we we can do that. I'll just throw you in. Exactly. That's yeah. all it takes. He's either <laughs> going to one or two times. You'll, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. He, he will learn or he won't. Or, or I'll just bring my daughter down. You know, she is a Red Cross certified lifeguard and a swim instructor. So Abby could teach you how to swim. Yeah. Well, there we go. I don't think we need anybody, you know, with some kind of intelligence when it comes to swimming. We just throw them in the water, sink or swim, Keith. I mean, look, uh, Ed and Keith from Flight Training Professionals are part of the crew at Just Plane Radio. There's two of them. So if we have to sacrifice one, we'll manage. You don't want to sacrifice What are you going to do without his credit card? <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, you're, you're, you're trying to sacrifice the wrong one here, buddy. Well, maybe. Yeah, you're gonna have to find another sugar daddy. I'm in your will, though, aren't I? Don't I? Didn't you like uh, bequeath your uh, your credit card to me? I think that's in I there just, somewhere. I just wrote you out. Oh no, they're lies. They're all lies. Nice job with the golden golden goose there. Well, anyway, uh, Florida lobster season is a fun event for scuba divers. Well, in Florida, obviously, uh, because it basically what they do they open up the uh, lobster season or the the ability to go catch them uh, for two days, you know, 48 hours before the commercial lobstermen are allowed to sit their traps and grab all the lobsters. And then shortly after that, they open up the regular season. You can go take your, take your uh, best shot at catching a lobster dinner and that kind of thing. But this mini lobster season for recreational divers, big event for the diving community and uh, I've partaken in it uh, for at least the last 15, 20 years. So I'm looking forward to it. It is going to be a little different situation with the whole COVID thing going on. But uh, but I got a private boat set up, so I should be uh, good to go. And, um, yeah, hopefully next Saturday, you know, maybe I'll have a little lobster tail uh, appetizer while we do the show. And then I can really rub it into you guys. Or it'll be a lobster tale about the ones that got away, which is the usual story. 
No, the, the, those are all lies. I always, I limit out every time on the radio. So that means you're going to bring me some lobster then, right? No. For the use After of my he stops at Publix. Going to eat them. Yeah. Going to eat them. Every last one yeah. of them. For use of, for use of my credit card, you need to bring me some lobster. Hmm. Well, we'll see. You know, the, the uh, this uh, sports season is, uh, the bonus is uh, outside of Monroe County, outside of the Florida Keys, you can catch up to 12 lobsters per day per diver. That's pretty sweet. That's some sweet meat right there. So, well, if you uh, want, if you want me to pay for your trip down there, you're going to have to bring me some. It's just that simple. Well, it, or you're going to have to thumb your way down. Okay, I, I, he'll, he'll uh, fly for lobster tail. I don't think that's legally uh, allowed. Didn't we cover no, that's that? It's part before? of sharing expenses, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that, then, then you're like charging, so you can't do but, that. So he, you're handling the the food portion of the <laughs> equation, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, we got uh, lectured about that before. It's like, hey, you can't go down and like uh, get someone to fly in a plane and pay them in lobster tail. They said that's that's paying for a charter. That's a whole bag of you know uh, a whole can of worms you don't want to open or eat. But anyway, I digress. I'm going anyway, but I don't need to plane for this first one. Once the regular season opens up, however, we will plan a trip. Dennis, just like we did for Florida stone crab and you can come down, we'll go catch some lobsters. I basically I'll go down and lay the groundwork for some future lobster hunting adventures. Uh, and we'll use your Mooney 201 as the, uh, travel vehicle of choice. Sound good. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah, or we to... head over to the Bahamas or both. Yeah. I'm not opposed to that. Now that we got the new numbers, we don't have to put duct tape on the plane. To That's come back right. With... We got to put them to good use. Show everybody what he's got. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there is no better high than learning, than to, learning fly. to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.